Hey everybody, this is Gina Tremarco with the women your mother warned you about. So excited about this episode in time for the holidays. It is our gift to you. So what better gift to receive than the gift of great advice about life, sales, and business. We've gathered some of the best advice straight from our guests over the past year. So enjoy, take all of it in, and use it to have an amazing 2022. We have an awesome guest today. Larry Levine is our guest. What's the best advice that you have ever been given? Oh, I remember that one. Um, it was probably right around my 40th, believe it or not, my 40th or 41st birthday when I made the personal investment in my very first business coach. And that business coach taught me morning routines and how to work on myself and how to work on the inner part of who I am. Best piece of it. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for that investment and what I was taught then. Mm, that's awesome. awesome. Agree 100%. We are big into coaching. Oh, yeah. And lastly, what is a piece of advice, Larry, that you wish you had been given? I'm going to go back to almost the same thing I just shared with you. I wish that early on in my career, I would have been taught the power of investing in myself and the power in mentors and coaches and things like that. It's, I think it's a huge missing link that I didn't learn till 15, 16 years into my sales career. I wish somebody would have told me that in my early 20s. Andrea, I, I read Go For No m several years ago, actually. So I already knew about you and I was like, oh, Richard and Andrea are like rock stars. <laughs> I guess it's a little bit different for us as, as improv performers. We know that when we fail on stage, the audience laughs. We hmm. are constantly rewarded. This just came to me just in this moment. We are, <laughs> we are constantly rewarded on stage for failing. There's a concept. Ooh. So my visualization, Gina, is you as Katniss Everdeen, right? From the Hunger Games. Uh -huh. but, I've heard this before. I don't but know But go why. for no. So like, that's the visualization, right? You're in your fatigues and you're, <laughs> you're, you're in the Hunger Games, but you're going for no. Um, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, there's a lot of great quotes from comedians about failure. I was just right. I was just um, looking at some of them. Uh, I mean, they all talk about it, you know, in order to test out your material, mm -hmm. you've got to see, you've got to be willing to bomb on stage and yep. see what works and what doesn't. And then pretty soon you collect, you know, 45 perfect minutes. But yeah. before that, I mean, you are going, you are guaranteed to fail. Is there any advice, Andrea, that you wish you had been given? Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. Um, well, this is really a tactical, boring piece of advice, but uh, it is to don't let my fear of technology hold me back um, and embrace things faster. So I just be a... That's, that's probably the thing that I've been the slowest on is um, hesitant to change. Let's put it that way. 
loved Victor. I don't know the whole Chicago thing that got me. There is so much goodness in this episode. I'm not even going to go into his bio because you can read it in the show notes because, hey, he is Victor Antonio. You just made this comment about we're going to have less salespeople. So that question there, less salespeople. So if you're one of the remaining salespeople out there, what advice can you give them for stepping up their game because jobs are being eliminated? The, here's the all-encompassing answer for both B2B and B2C. And that is salespeople have to learn that, first of all, your product's not unique. Your service is not unique. Your company's not unique. In fact, I don't even think you're unique. Let's just start out with that. Let's level the playing floor. And let's, let's say we understand all that. Now let's go over to the buyer side. The buyers on the buyer side are confused because there's so much content on the internet. What they're looking for are, are salespeople who can curate. And that's, I love that word, mm-hmm. can curate the content for them. And it can, it's almost like, you know, we talked about trusted advisor, consultative, selling, all that. I get all that. But I just need somebody to help me make a buying decision. Just clear the field for me and then explain why they're clearing the field, right? You just can't say, oh, buy this because it's the best. No, here's why. Look at your options and really work with them. That's what they're looking for. If you sell from that perspective where you become a, a subject matter expert or a domain expert, then these are the people who are always going to have jobs, especially in fields that like B2B, B2C, whatever. It doesn't even matter. Let me go to the extremes. If you know technology and you understand how, I don't know, 5G works and network design, systems design, and you have a great IT background and platform background, you're always going to have a job. That's a complex sale. But I would also argue that even in the in the B2C, in the C, B2C space, let's say pools. You would think pools. How can I differentiate myself in pools? Well, there's so many ways. There's so many ways you can design a pool that what people want is for you to grab them mentally by the hand and just walk them through. But also have three things. One, be a, a subject matter expert. Two, have their point of view, like take their point of view, really try to understand what they're going through. And the third aspect is, is have their best interest in mind. And what do I mean by that? I like somebody who, who's actually looking out for my pocket, you know, who will say something like this. Look, Victor, there's three options here. This one's expensive. If you're thinking long term, that might be a good chance. But based on what you've told me, let's look at these two and let's narrow it down. And then because this is what you can afford now, this is what you can't afford. I want those direct conversations. I want somebody to curate the content for me and have some great direct conversations. Best advice you've ever been given? Um, Let me see. Uh, Get over it and get on with it. Probably is the best one I've gotten so far. Uh, You know, because I I would complain about something and my friend would go, you're going to do what? I said, what do you mean? I'm going to do what? Yeah, you're going to get over it and get on with it. And I learned that, you know what I mean? You can can wallow or you can just get over it and get on with it. Mm, Love it. Love it. Any advice you wish you had been given? I think I wish I would have been, I wish somebody would have told me like, you know, dude, it's okay to make mistakes when you're, you know, you're, you're, you're your 18s and your early 20s, just make the mistakes and don't beat yourself over the head with it. Uh, I'll, I'll share a side note. Uh, when I turned 50, I gave myself the greatest gift and that is the gift of forgiveness. And here's what I said to myself from not from, th- from this moment forward. And you know, when you, you know how you, oh, that mind chatter messes with you sometimes, and then you start pulling stuff from the past. Yeah. So what I decided that day was anything that happened before 50, I can't bring up or let my mind allowed to chatter. So when something comes up, I go, remember the last time I went, whoa, 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 that was before you were 50. doesn't count anymore. <laughs> and it's amazing how the noise just kind of went down in my head. So, you know, it's okay to make mistakes, man. Totally excited to be here to do a bunch of podcast recordings and interviewing outbound speakers, which today's speaker, Bernadette 
McClellan. Oh, I got it right. She's all the way in Australia, mate. <laughs> She's the Oprah down under, according to Jeb Blunt. Bernadette, this, the next two are, are a little bit less heated, <laughs> if you will. What is the best advice you've ever been given? Oh, number one, just be you. But the other one that comes to mind is, yes, yeah, spread your wings further. Oh. Yeah. Spread your wings further like a butterfly. Or an yeah. eagle. My favorite book is Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Ooh, okay. Mm-hmm. Note that the eagle and the seagull probably eat the butterfly. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Do the next Okay, question. sorry. <laughs> last, last question, Bernadette. Is there any advice you wish you had been given? Back yourself more. Mm. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Great I would, advice. That's advice I wish I would. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and, and know you are enough. We've got the hunter, the sales hunter, Ooh. Mark Hunter on our show today. Mm, I love some Mark Hunter. Like he is the coolest, funnest. He's just a cool dude and he's a smart dude. What's the best advice you've ever been given, Mark? Shut up. I mean, you know what? I mean, I, I tell you what, the <laughs> best advice I've ever been given. Can I tell you something? This is what's funny. You know that I had a chance to meet with Warren Buffett back when I was about 28 years of age. I don't wow. know if you know who Warren Buffett is. He's one of the we, wealthiest individuals we, in the world. We know. We look and, young, but yeah, we know. Yeah. And, and, and I had, I mean, he, he's, I don't know, he's worth 70 billion or something like that. Yeah. I had a chance to meet with him when I was about, sit in on a meeting with him when I was about 28 years of age. And, and I turned it down. And I said, why, why would I want to meet with some farmer guy from the Midwest? Because I was so cocky and so arrogant. Mm. And so I, I think the greatest advice is advice I was told years ago, shut up and listen and observe everything around you. And it's only taken me about 50 some years to learn that. Hmm. I just want to note that Mark Hunter has now hit improv tenant number two. Really? Shut, shut up and listen. Yes. Thank you very much. You must have taken my course. Proceed, Rachel. This is great. It's like, <laughs> it's a setup. It's great. So <laughs> what advice do you wish you had been given? Well, the advice I was given all the advice I, 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 I just never chose to listen. I mean, I just never chose. Here's probably the advice is early on, get with peers, hang with peers, learn from peers. In other words, hang out with really smart people. Mm. I think if I had had at the age of 20, 22, a mentor that really I allowed myself to become exposed to, um, I'd be a much different individual today. I, I wouldn't have gone through the painful lessons I went through. I mean, I, I've had a very successful career, but I mean, it just, there's so many lessons early in life that you that was really dumb. Mm-hmm. Why? And, and, and meanwhile, part of your success today could be from being dumb earlier. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we do. I mean, we all learn yeah. from it. Yeah. I mean, we all learn from those. I mean, again, we learn twice as much from the mistakes we make than from the successes we have. I mean, there's no, no ifs, ands, or buts about that one. But I, I think that's one of the key things is don't worry about your failures. Don't worry about them. The lesson you need to learn is that you learn from it and you move on. I mean, I look at over the course of my business career, I've had so many failures. And yet I look at how some of those failures have led to incredible successes later on down the road. That's huge. 
let's talk about today's guest. She's pretty awesome. I love Amy Franco. Oh, my goodness. She's cool. So, Amy, first question is, best advice you've ever been given? The best investment that you could make is, is an investment in yourself. Don't be afraid to invest in yourself. Awesome. These are I good. I love it. So true. And any advice, Amy, that you wish you had been given? Hmm. I think if I think back on my career, probably some advice that I wish that I had been given um, would be to, I've had a kind of a winding career, which has served me well, but I think if I had a coach or a mentor early on in my career that really helped me to think about more strategically what I wanted to do in five years or 10 years time versus, you know, going, just going from one opportunity to the next. I think that would have benefited me tremendously. So having that formal mentorship early in my career, I didn't have a lot of those types of opportunities. I think they're much more prevalent now. And I see how much people can benefit from that. We have Jeb Blunt in the house. Yeah, I'm the sales author that makes sales sexy again. How about that? <laughs> oh, Ooh. I like that. Indeed. We have that trademark, though. I'm not. We'll have to negotiate. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got a question for you. This is when your guest flips the script and becomes the interviewer. Okay, oh right? so it feels like a red herring. It's not a red herring. <laughs> you've interviewed. You've interviewed some of the outbound speakers. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many you've done so far, but tell me what you've learned interviewing the speakers. What are some of your big takeaways and ahas with the speakers? And maybe you can name the speaker. Yeah, there's been so much. And of course, because we've interviewed so many of them, I'm going to go with the the thing that is freshest in my mind from our last interview, which is was was with Anthony and Arino. And it was the sand. It was the sand in the jar, you know, you put in the rocks and the pebbles, and then you pour in the sand. And he gave us this whole analogy about getting rid of the sand. Why are we putting sand in the jar and adding more shit to the stuff that we're doing? And that was like, that was an aha to me. I'm like, I need to get rid of some sand. That that was like the first that that's the first one that came to my mind was the last interview. I had a really great aha with Meredith Powell, who is amazing, and she's been on our show a couple of times. And it was the phrase "success is not logical." Yeah, and there's a lot of reasons for that, and you can go back and listen to that episode with Meredith. I just thought it was really brilliant because a lot of times we have this what we think is a plan of where we're going with our business and what we what we're going to do and. It's not always logical. It sometimes it pivots and shifts, and it becomes something you didn't even imagine. And I, that was a really great takeaway from Meredith. It's one of the reasons I like action. You know, you think about outbound, just building outbound. We didn't stop and build a plan and be strategic. We just said we're going to do it, and then we started doing it. And that's why I believe that messy success is far better than perfect mediocrity. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the reasons why we have this show that we have is because of that. Because it's it's not a perfect linear lineup of you know of process. What else? I liked, um, we love Larry and Jeff, but I would say we had a really, we had really deep conversations with both of them and they similar themes in like with Jeff, we talked about being who we are and showing up as we are and that remembering to do that because people are always watching us. And he told us a great story about getting up to speak in front of a group of college students and not realizing you know, they just wanted they wanted some common sense everyday things and we get so caught up in how we're supposed to be 
for people when really people just want us to be who we are. So how do we get back to don't worry so much about that? That was that was one from Jeff. Awesome. I am so excited about this episode with Kendra Lee, president of the KLA group. And she is also a speaker, a virtual speaker at Outbound this year. Super excited about that. What is the best advice you've ever been given, Kendra? To not give up. And I'm Mm -hmm. sure you've heard it before, but persistence. um, And for me, when I think about it in the context of the failures that I've had in selling or even in running a business mm. and that you don't give up just because you had them, those are things you learned and you're never going to do them again because you learned from them. So just keep moving forward. I, I just, I want to, before you ask her this, this final question, I I just love that so much because, you know, Rachel and I were talking the other day about things we say to other people, especially women and especially, you know, women in business and business owners. I've been a business owner. Rachel's been a business owner. We don't hear that enough. Don't give up. Mm -hmm. We don't hear it enough. And imagine if you had that person saying, don't give up. Right. I just had instead of, ooh, gosh, maybe you should give up. (laughs) Oh, you had that failure. Maybe you should give up before you even start. Oh, or (laughs) you you know, you've reached as far as you can go. So maybe you should stop there. You're at the peak. Why? That was awesome. (laughs) All right. Last question, Kendra. What advice do you wish you had been given? I'm going to go connected to what we said that maybe I'm going to give you two that you are going to experience failure. It's all part of what you do, but it isn't, it doesn't have to hold you back. And if you persevere, and I'm going to use one of my favorite words, and you have process in place that you follow, then you will be successful. I love it. And remember, I'm in prospecting, right? That's my favorite thing, selling. And and I will tell people that you do not have to be outstanding. It's all about how much you do it. Do you follow your process? Do you do it? Do you stick yeah. with it? And even, even the worst prospector is going to hit on somebody who wants to set a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stick to stick to a process. I will say that probably the the one thing in the process that has been like monumental for me is the micro commitment, like making sure that I push through for every next thing. And once I put that in place, that one thing was a game changer for me. Daryl, the yes. question we're getting at is okay. What is the best advice you've ever been given? Oh, my goodness. Wow. Um, The best advice I've ever been given, you probably have never heard this before, is decisions are not made in meetings. Meetings are the confirmation of the decisions that were already made beforehand. So if you want a decision to have an outcome of a, of, of a decision at a meeting, you need to work all the players and stakeholders before that meeting ever takes place and get them on board. That 
rocked my world and changed my life because I used to go to meetings or sales calls thinking we were having a meeting and a decision was going to be made. And I would always get shot down. I'm like, but my, my, what I'm saying is the right solution is the right strategy, the right approach. Why are we not doing this? And then I realized through the advice that Daryl, the decision was already made. So you need to get people on board, do the stakeholders, get them, you know, get them advocating your behalf, make them, make them part of the decision-making process. feel like it's their idea, factor in their inputs, all of that. Meetings are not where decisions are made. Boom. Yep. Take some time to process that, Warners. Yeah, that's a deep one. (laughs) I like it. We have not heard that one before. Last question is, any advice you wish you had been given? The I had to figure this out myself. You think when you're going for a job interview that you're praying and hoping they hire you because you have bills to pay and you want to have a career. That's not the way this works. I mean, yes, it's the way it works, but it's not really the way it works. The way it really works is you're interviewing them as much as they're interviewing you. So if there's any must-haves, whether it's your work environment or your social beliefs or whatever it might be, you ask those questions during the interview. And if you don't like the answer, if your little butterflies are going off in your tummy, despite how attractive this job looks, how desperately you need this money, you, you don't walk, you run away from that opportunity. That is not the right job for you. And your life will be miserable while you're there if you take the job and you will be already looking for your next job three months in, but it'll take you two years before it happens. And you'll just be a son of a bitch the whole time you're there. Miserable, not worth it. Life's too short. The job you take has got to work for you. There you go. Today's guest. Oh my gosh. It's like, she's another sister of another mister. Yeah. She was a little hesitant about whether or not she was one of us women. Your mother warned you about, but I think we have established that she is any woman that's got five kids that also has a job is definitely in our tribe. Yes. So Bianca Cowings, Bianca Cowings from Escipio, who is our sponsor at Outbound is our guest today. Best advice you've ever been given, Bianca. Oh, there's too much. Um, Best time to plant a tree. 30 years ago, second best time right now. We always think it's too late. And I think I just have to constantly remind myself, no, the time is now. Go. Don't look at the past. Do what you can with what you have right now. Love that. I needed to hear that today. Very good. A hundred percent. I love it. Last question. What advice do you wish you had been given? Ah, that you're going to be okay. (laughs) I wish the best advice that is my myself now talking to myself 20 years ago it's all gonna work out yeah because it does does does. everything always worked out and tomorrow is a new day you know you go to bed so blue sometimes you wake up and it's the next day telling yourself yesterday see it all worked out it's okay Why are we talking about dancing? Was it a really good question? Because in this episode with LJ Harry's from Down Under, I don't know if that was an English or an Australian accent, the founder of EQ Sales, um, we started talking about how conversation is a dance. 
which got us into a conversation about dance parties. So those listening to this before we run the episode part of the show, there is a method to the madness about the dance party. Most of the time. Most of the time. So, so yeah. So on this episode, we do have LJ Harris, the founder of EQ Sales. Ooh, this makes me salivate so much. You know how much I love this stuff. All right. So now we dig into the real deal. So LJ, what is the best advice you've ever been given? Better an oh well than a what if. <laughs> I live by that motto. It's, you know... Better off having a shot than than thinking about what could have been because you you never know you can't you can't predict the future so better a no well than a what I like that it's got me into uh, great situations and uh, some not so but it's very valuable. <laughs> I I'm all about that. I will try crazy stuff and go <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. oh well. At least I gave it a shot. Yeah. Oh, well. oh man, oh, tried it. We tried. Remember yeah. the closing curve, Gina? When I was like all about, I spent like two solid years yeah. working on this one company, and then oh well, <laughs> oh well. <laughs> We've had many. Oh well. Grow. It is um, how you grow. Last question for now. Yeah. Any advice you wish you had been given? Don't take it all too seriously um, is probably that advice. I've really learned that no one really has it sorted out. It took me a long time to realize that I I, I had I became uh, really comfortable with being okay at 70%. So for me now, near enough is good enough. And it's allowed me to be so much more productive because I've lo- let go of this sort of need to fin- finesse everything. And that to me is just enable my productivity in so many more ways. Because to our point before, you know, it's it's not really all about me. People aren't thinking about my stuff as much as I am. So I'm now okay with near enough is good enough. Near enough is good enough. I like that. Ooh, she's got so many good ones. No, it's kind good. of like an Aussie thing. <laughs> near enough is good enough. I love it. We are so excited about this episode. We brought back Anthony Inarino. He has not been on our show since the beginning of this show, which would be way, way two back years ago. Day. Yeah, the very beginning when we first started the show. We brought him back. Um, he's just as fun and smart and funny as he was the first time, maybe even more. And what you're going to love about this episode, Warners, is that he gave us some psychotherapy. And you know <laughs> how we love our therapy. What's the best advice that you've ever been given? I was thinking about my mom. She's like, when somebody is going to attack you, you jump on them and keep punching them until somebody pulls you off. And I was like, that was what my mom said. (laughs) I don't know that was the best advice I've ever had. So I'll just self-disclose. I didn't take a lot of advice. as As a person from maybe seven years old until, I don't know, 30. I didn't take a lot of advice. I did whatever I wanted to do. And whatever advice was given me uh, didn't resonate very well with me. I mean, it just, it didn't work. I'm very strong-willed. And uh, I took my own advice, which was a a very, it's the most difficult way to learn what you need to know is to just decide that you're going to learn it on your own. So if I had to pick, I would say that the best thing that I could give you to, or at least offer for this conversation was a manager that I had that said, uh, remember that none of this is about you. And that was probably the most useful thing that I gained. Dang it. 
I love that it's one. It's hard. It's hard. I've, it's hard I've been lesson. given that one. I love that one. Yeah. Harder to take that. Yeah. Yes, it's hard to apply to yourself when you're like, ooh. All right, last question, Anthony, is what advice do you wish you had been given or given sooner? I, I have this. So I have no regrets. I have zero regrets in my life. All of the mistakes I made, I treasure every mistake. All of them, there's not one that I would go back and change. Not as even if I could. Like, let's say I go back and I talk to my 14-year-old self. That guy's not listening anyway. But it would have been nice if I was 14 and I was walking through my apartment complex and maybe let's say uh, a Maybach pulls up next to me and the back window comes down, right? And then a guy says, hey, uh, you're smart, you're aggressive, you should start a hedge fund. And then that would be the last thing they say and the window would just go up. And then I would be struck with this idea that I have to start a hedge fund. like. That would have been really, really helpful to me to have that direction at that particular time, but it never happened. So if I was hoping that that got some, some sort of direction, that would have been it. I love that. So any 14 year olds listening right now, maybe you should start a hedge fund. fund. It's not a terrible idea, especially if you started at 14. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Women Your Mother Warned You About, brought to you by Sales Gravy. I hope that you got a lot of meaningful advice out of this episode that you're going to be able to to apply in 2022 to hit all of your goals. Happy New Year and happy holidays.